You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. He put his hand up and said, Coach, let's call it the cattle dog. So that's what we did. We won that game by one point in Melbourne. Went to play a dead rubber in Sydney. We'll get him beat at half time. I sent out the call, the cattle dog. Steve Menzies said, Oh no, not the dreaded cattle dog. Spud Carroll licked his lips. Bang, he hit that front row with the best right hand I've ever seen. Joey Johns played hooker that night. He, chased, he went into the fight, chased Jamie Goddard, Jamie Goddard turned around and went bang! Oh, he landed a right, right on the pick! And put Joey Johns straight on his ass. And Joey Johns went into the dressing room, he's spitting blood like this, and he said to me, Coach, I'm no good, I can't go on. I said, get yourself stitched up and get your ass back out on the paddock. <laughs> now that's tough. That's where the cattle dog legend began. That's all from me. I'm Tommy Rodonigas, and you'll never be. Yeah, welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And, uh, well, it's great sadness that the rugby league world today mourns the loss of one of rugby league's not only great players, great halfbacks, but Badge, one of the true characters yes. of, of our sport in rugby league. Absolutely. Uh, had, Tommy had... Rodonigas, yeah, loses, loses his battle with cancer, age 70. Early on this morning, Badge. We had, we both had the pleasure of, of meeting and um, getting to know Tommy a, a bit. Probably not enough when I when I think about it now. But what an absolute uh, champion bloke and and uh, uh, great ambassador for our game. But rough as guts. Yeah. And if you tried to manufacture this character and said this is what he's going to be like, you go, nah, that's over the top. That's not. It. But that was Tommy to a T. So passionate about his footy. Great player as well. Many tests. For Australia, 20, I think. And 20 tests, well, 29, 29, including World Cups. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, first ever origin captain for New South Wales and played for New South Wales prior to, to State of Origin and, uh, and of course, uh, and coached New South Wales yeah. and, uh, and and West. And, and uh, he had been sick for a fair while, but he was a fighter. I'm, I'm to say I'm not surprised because he'd, he'd battled cancer for a long time, but I'm also surprised because I wouldn't have – you know, I would have thought he's the sort of bloke who'd go till he's 90, yeah. maybe 100. Yeah. Good on you, Tommy. Absolute legend of a guy. And, um, and it's funny, Badger, we spoke about it off air, about his, uh, his great friendship with the other captain on, in 1980, Game 1, which is Arthur Beetson. Yeah. They did a, they did a, bit of, a lot of um, guest speaking on the circuit for a lot of years. Uh, tremendous mates. And interesting, you said, two completely different characters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, Arthur was a real uh, scholarly bloke, really yes. very intelligent man. Um, very, uh, you know, very worldly and, uh, you know, he mixed, he could mix with anyone. Um, Tommy, as we said, uh, pretty rough around the edges. Gee, they got on like a house on mm. fire. They were great mates. And Tommy was one of the first people there when Arthur passed away a few yeah. years ago, uh, living down the coast near each other. So 
Uh, they'll be up there. I imagine having a beer. Probably right now. Right next to his mate. Absolutely. No, we're going we're to have a, the hot topic. Are the recent rule changes leading to more injuries? Now, Ben Hunt, the halfback for the St. George Illawarra Dragons, he's got an opinion on this. I don't know whether I well, agree with Well, he's playing. He's kind of entitled to it, he's, I guess. Yeah, he's but... entitled to it. Um, does it come with any sort of facts or scientific evidence? We're not quite sure, but we'll listen to what Benny Hamm has to say. And yeah, of course, we, uh, we touched earlier on on the sad passing of Tommy Rodonigas, who's had a, a battle with cancer for many, many years. And, and finally, um, it took him from the rugby league world, his family and friends. Now, Badge, um, it's uh, time for a sports update. Sports Day, Sports Update. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier on, the sad passing of Tommy Rodonigas, age 70, lost his battle with cancer. He's one of the, the great characters, we said, uh, one of the great halfbacks of all time as well. When you look at his record... Uh, 200 games for the West Magpies, uh, just under 40 for Newtown when he went there in 1980 till they were kicked out of the comp in 1982 badge. But um, Remember when he played for Newtown and, and he'd go on in the first half, and this is before in, there was no interchange, he'd go on and rip and tear and belt blokes and get blokes off their game and gouge and bite and do everything he could. And and he'd be the dirtiest man on the paddock after five minutes, and he'd come in a half time, and then some stage, often at half time or, or early in the second half, they'd put on Kenny Wilson, who who played like he was in a dinner suit, yep. never got tackled, he'd kick to the corners, he'd catch <laughs> and pass and everything, and it just worked for him. It just worked like the other side had been sucked into all this dirty playing, whatever, and then they opened the game up, and it uh, it yeah, it really worked for him well, and Tommy was just. Yeah, the the other part I think Tom. Uh, the, Who can away forget from that nineteen eighty one semi final? That all in brawl between Newtown and Manly. Mm. Steve Bowden, um, absolutely wreaked havoc. Tommy was in there somewhere. He would have been headbutting, kicking, kneeing, whatever he could. But he was different he was days, weren't they? The fittest. But there's so many stories from off the field. Yeah, Sats, you got anything you want to share? Oh, off the field, uh, he used to. You t- which one are you going to talk about? West Tiger. Uh, sorry, West Magpies. No, when he's a coach. No, 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 now, a lot of the players have told me, Johnny Scandalis, who was a young front rower, who Tommy gave his debut to as an 18-year-old front rower. And they used to run this thing called Chili Hill in the preseason, in the stifling heat, in the summer, in the western suburbs. And they'd be 45, nearly 50 degrees. They'd be running this this hill. And he'd be calling them soft and he had a cigarette in one of his hands and he'd have a stubby in the other hand while the other guys are training. And the story goes that they were doing this hill and they were just they were sweating, they were vomiting, they were just in a lot of pain. And he was leaning up against the big water tub. And after they did like a set of six and he'd be spitting at them and he'd be calling them soft and your cats and whatever it may be, the conditioner said, okay, go get a drink. And as they all made their way over to a drink, he just pushed this water tub off, off its stand and all the water in the tub just rolled down the hill. The water just poured down the hill and the players went, oh. God, Tommy, he just worked with – he worked on the mind he of the did. players. He wanted you to be mentally tough. Well, he was tough himself, and yeah. I think he wanted everyone to be like that. I, I love the story. There's so many, but I love the story that Steve Mortimer tells yeah. when, when they went on their first kangaroo – they went on the kangaroo tour together. Tommy, at the towards the end of his career, I think it was 78 or, or you know, pretty late in his career, and, and Turvey, um, young young kid coming through. And they roomed together. We used to they used to room same positions together. And and uh, Tommy walked into the room. Turvey got there first, and he'd put his bag on the double bed. Uh, and Tommy comes in and he goes, "What? What's going on, young boy? What's going on, you?" Bags. He said, 
nah, he said, my, my, my mum warned me, my dad, that you were, you know, they said, don't let this Radonikus bloke get it over you. He'll want to push you around, but don't let him get over you. So, so Tommy, I'm having the double bed. And Tommy said, is that right? And he walked over to the window, grabbed Turby's bag and just threw it out. It's four stories up or something. Four stories up, yeah. <laughs> just threw it out and went, hey, before you go and get that, make me a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a great man, he Tommy. Was. Great man. He's going to be sorely missed by your family, friends and the rugby league community. Now let's move off uh, Tommy Rodonigas and talk about the Brisbane Broncos. Not so much Brisbane Broncos, but well, this Brisbane bloke's in older general. than Tommy. Yeah. By... Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett has announced that he'll be moving back to Brisbane at the season's end. Now, Paul Kent, he believes that uh, it's really just a, a job advertisement for him moving back to Brisbane, whether it's the Brisbane Broncos or one of the new the new possible Brisbane franchises for twenty. 23. Uh, here's what Chief League Rider from the Courier Mail, Peter Bedell, said last night on Fox Sports. The end of the season. Now, of course, his contract is up, but he has told South bosses that he will be moving back to Queensland on a permanent basis. Now, South Sydney were keen to keep him in an ancillary role, perhaps a coaching director's role, staying in Sydney at Redfern. Wayne Bennett says he'll be going back to Queensland. And, of course, Ben, we know what this means. It opens the door for a potential return to Red Hill and a possible reunification with Kevy Walters, the man he knows so well, who is doing it tough at the moment at the Broncos. He needs some help, needs some senior leadership. Perhaps that leadership could come in the form of Wayne Bennett, who is a free agent next season. But at the end of the day, I think in his heart, he would desire a return to Red Hill. And of course, there are political complexities with what happened with the Brisbane Broncos board and his sacking in 2018. But if they can overcome those hurdles, I know privately Kevy Walters is open to having Wayne Bennett back, maybe that could be the hurdle that he's cleared to bring him back to Red Hill for a third coming. I I would have thought, you know, I I, don't, I can't see him working with Kevy, but um, you never know. And Kevy's a very forgiving person, but um, I would have thought perhaps he'd be waiting for the new franchise. And if there's one like the, the Harvey Bay Hammerheads, because he he'd be yep. able to coach like he won't be far from the retirement home that he's <laughs> going to move into. Um, that would probably work out for him. Oh look, I don't know what to make of it. I don't really care, but. Um, Sats, so you, you're involved with a new franchise. Mm. Would you consider having Wayne? Would you Absolutely. Have your he would go definitely go into a, a list of only a very few that you would entertain at you're a on the short club. List. Yeah, uh, but as he, a coach or a coaching director? No, as a coach. And I think you would you would look at a number of um, a num a number of uh, parameters around that and how that would look. But he would definitely be worthy of of sitting down and having deep discussions with him. You'd be silly not to. You'd be silly not to. I, oh, I think he's got something to offer. I just don't know how. Be very careful how much control you give him. I guess that would be the message. I mean, he's, he's there was a mess left when he left when he left the Broncos and the Knights. Yeah, but the mess and the, the there was a lot of agendas that were being played out from board members, um, you know, private owners, whoever it may be, and so there was a lot of fractured relationships by the time he'd left the Brisbane. How Broncos. could the Broncos have him back? After I don't that. know how that can be managed. It, well, it, it is a forgiving I don't think game. It could we do be, know that, but but is it? It could, I don't think it could happen with the same people running the place. Mm. So, and let's let's face it, their track record since then is bloody terrible. Yeah, and their recruitment and management, you know, as far as their list management and and in the end, the people that are responsible for that are the board at that level. So, how they're still there anyway has got me buggered for an organisation that demands so much. So maybe there is going to be a big change there, and and he could slot straight back in. Badge, can I ask you? Many say that if Craig Bellamy went to the Brisbane Broncos, just for argument's sake. Now, would the players be able to handle the 
the furious nature of his coaching, which I mean, I mean, he loves his players. He treats them like his family, Craig. But what he, but it's, it's probably the hardest work ethic you have to try and find from somewhere. If you don't have it, you need to find but it. But that's the great part of it. It sorts out the wheat from the chaff. Char- there's so much there. There's a lot of current players that wouldn't handle that soft pressure. Because they're soft in their head, some of them. And in, they, either, they either survive that that extremely tough preseason yep. and everything else that comes. And every week that Craig demands the best, they either thrive or or they, they drop off. And yeah. I think then over time you're going to have guys who are, you know, uh, wanting to go to other clubs and leave. And some of them will be your most talented players who just can't handle that. But be you know, a real with, filtering with what, system with for what a while, Craig does it? becomes a lot of success. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Be a few huge shocks. There's a lot, a lot, there's of a lot going to happen towards the end of this year with yeah. coaches, isn't there? Yeah. In other news now for Sudox Active, uh, muscular and joint pain relief cream. Follow the directions for use. Adam Fanua Blake, the new signing for the New Zealand Warriors, he's facing at least eight weeks on the sideline. Bad with a knee injury. At first, they thought no, it was only going to be maybe one week, mm. uh, but it's looking uh, pretty ordinary. There was a huge injury list from last week. They'll all need the Sudox Active. Mitchell Pearce, of course, he's gone, gone for 10 to 11 weeks. Tex Hoy hamstring, which is a minimum two weeks. Kurt Mann had a really bad head knock. He'll miss yeah, the this Knights week are in as a well. Bad way, aren't they? Yeah, so they're in a real bad way. The Knights, yeah. Sudox Active, as I said, mild pain relief cream for muscular and joint pain. Visit sudox.com. Follow the directions for use. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Yeah, they're a tremendous product, Kia. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, Badge and Sats here, of course. Are you trying to get one, like, for... I'm trying to get a discount, price. Badge. I don't, I don't expect anything for free. I'm just expecting... Yeah, mate, every, not expecting. I'm, every I'm hoping a discount. Kia Carnival, mm. they're discounted. They are just... They're, for what you get, unbelievable. Some of the some of the uh, the technology they've got in the new vehicles today, like the GUV, like I said, I went and had a look the other day and uh, at the Sorrento. It's amazing. Everything's just touch screen. You don't have to turn anything anymore. Like the old Did it have that like the old Ford Falcon you had back in the seventies? Oh, 70s? don't knock that. I loved it. No, I had E H. E. H. Holden. <laughs> Falcon. Talk about Holden, man. Uh Broncos update. What uh, are now, you Falcon talking about? The the Broncos uh, um under pressure to retain Tom Dearden. Of course, he comes off contract at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. But he has been receiving some approaches or his manager. Uh, to for an immediate transfer to the Cowboys. Now, I reckon there's a lot of this going to happen and, and will continue to happen, especially while we don't have those um, uh, transfer windows that yes. we're talking about. So because of all these in- – look at these injuries already, four rounds in. Mm. Um, and, and this is all part of the um, Mitchell Pearce getting injured and they've got Jake Clifford lined up for next year, the Knights. He's signed with the Knights, yes. But they want to get him from the Cowboys as soon as possible. Yep. So the and Cowboys because are because of that, the Cowboys want to yeah. get Tom Dearden. I can't see Brisbane letting him go. I can't see Brisbane letting him go either. But if he's not going to be there next year, which he won't be, I mean, Dearden. he he won't be there next year. Why? Well, if the Broncos They're really let him go, if the Broncos really wanted Tom Dearden, they wouldn't have let him get to November one. And maybe his manager said, "Now let's play it out." Has he finished this year? He's or off next this year. Oh, off this year. Yeah. So he can he's he's been negotiating since late last year. So I mean, if they really want him, they yeah. probably should have locked him up. So they're sort of waiting to see if he's if he if he hits the mark on the field, and then they'll lock him up. Oh, I know what I'd be doing. Mm. I'd I'd be signing the kid. He can play unless you got some some brilliant youngsters coming. But 
He's only he's only nineteen. Yeah, 20, 20 years of age. Oh, yeah, I'd, he's a good player. Very good I player. Think so. so I mean, the Cowboys are going to see whether the Knights are willing to take Clifford before mm. they make a jump on on Dearden. I uh, still on the Broncos. Of course, we spoke about Reese Walsh, who's this very impressive fullback, who's a uh, young fullback who's signed a three year deal, one point two million with the Warriors. He wants to go immediately, or as of yesterday, he was gone. He said goodbye to his teammates. He's going to join the Warriors in the Central Coast. But they did a swap with uh, Paul, Paul Turner. Turner. Yeah, now Paul Turner is a top one, top 30 player, which demands more money. Reese Walsh is a development player, maximum $60,000 a year. Right. Those development players can earn. So he's gone to the and Warriors. And top 30 is like minimum 85 or something. Well, you or... play 26 to play 30 is around... It's around 85000 minimum. Yeah, but there is a minimum, isn't there? Yeah, yeah there is. Yeah, so he's definitely going to be getting more money. And he – you're saying he's not coming now? No, they're not, it's off. What? The deal's off because <laughs> – Now, from all reports, the Brisbane Broncos thought they were getting another development player that just – it's like for like when it mm-hmm. comes to money-wise and where they sit in, in your salary cap and, and in your uh, your first-grade squad. But Paul Turner's in the top 30. He's going to demand a little, demand a little bit more money and he's going to take up – one, the last position, the 30th position in their top 30. Now, clubs leave one or two positions open in their top 30 to see if there's some disgruntled players or they can... Or injuries in certain areas. You yeah, they need to upgrade players, injuries, whatever yeah. it may be from, from the second tier. So, yeah, it looks like that's off now. Now, oh. if that's the case, it's pretty poor from the Broncos that they didn't understand those details before they went into... You know, the last part of all negotiations. I keep saying, who is running their list management? It's an absolute disaster. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> they just can't... They've got no it, idea. It's roadkill at the moment. it up. It really is roadkill. And Jermaine Asako, really quickly, is just... Uh, he said he needs to channel Kevy's passion to turn things around. I certainly think it's his passion. You know, all our, all our meetings and, uh, you know, when we, we all sit down as a team and talk about what goes wrong. Um, you know, you can definitely tell by Kevy's passion and, and how much he wants to win, you know, and, and turn things around for this team. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, you know, it comes down to us as, as the players. We're the ones on the field doing, you know, all the work and we're the ones on the field that, you know, can change the result around. So, you know, Kevy can only really give us, you know, tips and, and things to do. Uh, but, you know, as, as players, we're, we're the ones that need to turn everything around. It must be frustrating, Badge, when you're a coach that has got so much passion and also is one of the, the legends of the game like Kevy that you can't actually be out there pushing him around the field, physically yeah, yeah, pushing for, him around the field. When you, you know, yeah, that's right. He, he, he would do a better job, I think, just at steering him around, mm. even on those old legs of his <laughs> little tree stumps. Yeah, that's the latest in Broncos news for Kia, introducing the all-new Kia Carnival GUV with an SUV-inspired design and spacious seating for eight passengers. Beauty. That's all your kids, Jack. There you go. <laughs> uh, this is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Uh, up next, with the Hot Topic. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our Hot Topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. Here the Hot Topic uh, comes from... Uh, ben Hunt was interviewed by Danny Wadler for Channel 9 uh, last night uh, across a number of... A number of uh, landscapes around the game, but um, it was also about the injury that he suffered uh, in the ninth minute. Was replaced in about the seventieth minute in the in the win a couple of weeks See, ago against Manly. Talking about tough halfbacks, yeah, he played on with a busted but leg. Part of the interview badge, um, it somehow got into the new rules and the speed of the game, and this is Ben Hunt's response. I personally think that uh, the NRL's gone too far and trying to speed up the game too much, and that's what's creating a lot of misfortune in the game at the moment. That's my point of it, 
uh, being out there it's ridiculously fast at the moment it's non-stop and I think that's why there's more injuries creeping into the game you know we're you know they're stopping the clock all the time there's so there's more game actual game time and everything's faster and I just I think that's kind of what's contributing. Anyone you talk to, you know, if they're going to be honest with you, I think they'll say the same, that the game's just gotten to a pace now that it's pretty hard to keep up all the time. What's your thoughts? I I, I tend to agree, and I know that really? you don't. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't think agree at all. I'm worried, but I think we need, uh, uh, you know, a full season or more to to really find out if there, what the ramifications are. I think there's um, fatigue is going to cause some problems. There's There's an adaptation period for players to get used to this. So it's, it's, it's very new to a lot of them to not have those little, as I've called it, micro naps or little nano naps and little breathers in between and be able to recharge. It doesn't take long for your, your systems to recharge there, your fitness systems, but they're not getting them as much. And that's why I think possibly, some would think probably, and a mate of mine, a physiotherapist, uh, we had a good chat in the surf the other day about this, and he just said, oh, he's, he just is concerned because he can just see technique go out the window, not just with people dropping their heads into tackles where they shouldn't be, you know. He said uh, just in general running technique, and he said there's all sorts of little things that could be happening, but we won't know for a fair while. You you think he's out of line, Sats, don't you? Oh, I think he's questioning the integrity of the of the decision makers in the NRL uh, by saying that, that the game has gone too far. Maybe he's in questioning their integrity. He's, he's questioning what they decided to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'd, I'd like to think that there's this, there's this argument that the players weren't consulted when it comes to the changes in the game. Now, I think the RLPA, which is now quite a strong force and have a good relationship with NRL head office, mm. Clint Newton, I'd be very – I'd be disappointed if the RL, RLPA weren't at least consulted. For the six again last year, 12 yeah. months ago, I think they were. And you got, you got representatives that talk on behalf. You vote those players in to talk on behalf of you. Yeah, no, they, so. do, they do talk about these mooted real terms. And I, I know even with the, um, the, the concussion, the new 18th man rule coming up, they sort of tossed it up two weeks ago. And then a lot of people have thrown their two bobs with it and they've tweaked that. Mm. Given feedback that they've got before they even started, and with it's the it. right, it's it's yeah, it's the right decision. Yeah, you know, badge. Once upon a time, there was four inches. You could have as many on the bench as you want, backing up from second grade under twenty ones, but you could only use four interchanges. And once you four, come off, four the field, reserves, four reserves. Yeah, they they weren't interchanged. Once you they come just off, went and they stayed on, you stayed off. And yeah, and when you went on, you tried to stay on. And then we went to twelve, and twelve what? Changes. Twelve interchanges. So you had four players, you used them 12 times throughout the game. Then we went to the unlimited interchange in 2000 where the big man just dominated. Oh, they, they just brought them on and off every five minutes. Then we minutes. went back to 10 interchange. You know what? You have to adapt. We're at eight. You just adapt. Yeah. It, I don't what, think they're going to drop that below eight. No, I don't think they will drop it below eight. And they shouldn't drop it below eight either. Mm. But what I'm trying to say is that we're all reacting without any real true evidence at the moment. Now, there was someone come out and made a comment the other day that the reason why Luke Keery... Um, suffer an ACL injury is because of fatigue. Now, sp- experts will tell you an ACL had it had nothing to do with fatigue. Mm. It's got everything to do with bad luck. Uh, you've done an ACL, yep. just the way that's you right. turn, whatever it may be. That, um, that's n- right. But if we get to the end of the season and we go, you know what, uh, ACL injuries are up fifty percent, concussions are up thirty-seven percent. Good point. There's, yeah. Then we can start to get some then some some hard data to say. There's something going on here. Well, this but is what, this I think is what ben, I'm alluding ben Hunt to. Is just we're, saying, we're, trying, we're trying to. I think we're reacting too quickly at but, the moment. But in Ben Hunt's defence, he's actually been out there and he knows the difference 
between what's happening this year and what has happened previously. And he's Get played fitter. State of Origin, and he's played. T- and he's, what he's, but what he's basically saying is, it's a hell of a lot faster. So this is what is probably going to happen. So, and he's saying it's a bit, it's dangerous in that regard for players, injury wise. I understand what he's saying. Maybe you, you know, you've taken it the wrong way. I just sets, think the start of the season is always dangerous to players because one, you come in without any, any real match fitness. They've had a shorter preseason yes. with less, less trials. One trial in, yep. a, in under new rules with fewer stoppages. Let, let's try to stay away from the games faster. It's not. No. There's fewer stoppages. Exactly. So I, I just think, as I've always said, Badge, I said, let's get to round eight or round ten, and let's just start making some decisions about where the game's at then. And whether they have made the wrong wrong decision. Well, I think we've got to play the season like this. Absolutely. You can't change it. But maybe next year something's tweaked. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think there's a lot of people that uh, will agree to disagree, I think, um, with myself. But, yeah. And agree with me. <laughs> uh, this is Sports Day for Kia with Badge and Sats. Introducing your new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Great to have you on the show, Badge and Sats here with you on a Wednesday night. A very special guest is waiting on the line to join us because there's uh, plenty to talk about, in particular the passing of one of the all-time greats of rugby league earlier today. He put his hand up and said, Coach, let's call it the cattle dog. So that's what we did. We won that game by one point in Melbourne, went to play a dead rubber in Sydney. We'll get him beat at half-time. I sent out the call, the cattle dog. Steve Menzies said, oh, no, not the dreaded cattle dog. Spud Carroll licked his lips. Bang, he hit that front row with the best right hand I've ever seen. Joey Johns played hooker that night. He he went into the fight, chased Jamie Goddard. Jamie Goddard turned around and went, bang. Oh, he landed a right, right on the pick. And put Joey Johns straight on his ass. And Joey Johns went into the dressing room. He's spitting blood like this, and he said to me, coach, I'm no good, I can't go on. I said, get yourself stitched up and get your ass back out on the paddock. <laughs> now that's tough. That's where the cattle dog legend began. That's all from me. I'm Tommy Rodonigas and you'll never be. Yeah, as you said, Badge, one of the true legends on the field, but also one of the great characters off the field. Had a good coaching career as well at State of Origin. And as you said, we had a guest waiting on the line and that man is none other than Spud Carroll. How are you, Spud? Uh, evening, man, on such a sad day for rugby league. But um, just hearing that commentary, Tommy speaking, man, I've got hairs on the back of my neck from that. That was outstanding. Yeah, yeah it's great. Now, tell us about your time with him. First and foremost, when you went into that 97 Origin Series, his first year as coach, Spud, did you have much to do with Tommy before that? No, absolutely nothing. Uh, the only thing I had was vision of him when he used to take on Ray Price, who was one of my favourite players as a kid. Perpetual motion, just get in there. You know, I remember he used to play with his roll his sleeves up, just put his face on the line, get his body on the line. And it, it was just, I couldn't wait to meet him in camp. Um, crazy thing about camp is that uh, a couple of funny stories. We got into camp and he looked around the room and Liz Speak, she was a physio back then, and he was very respectful. And he, he said, excuse me, Liz, and he let a few expletives off about the Queenslanders. He doesn't like them. And, and you can imagine what his terminology was like. <laughs> and then he came up with a catalogue call saying, okay, when I call catalogue, it's on. And I remember Joey back then was hooker. He said, well, we can't do that, Tommy. He goes, when I call it, it's going to be on. That was it. That was the final thing. And he goes, this is how he goes, now, boys, go and get your best kit on. We're going out. He said, no, I'm not coming home till I come home, mate. I drag him out of somewhere at 5 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the coach. Oh, he's a great guy. Now, we just hear that, that audio before when, when you're on hold, and he talks about Spud Carroll's licking his lips, and he, he punched the other front row, and now... 
can you confirm? Was it Tony Hearn or was it Jed Allen, Gavin Allen, that you you, you punched in that scrum? Uh, mate, it's a bit of a trivia question, isn't it? That, um, regards regards what happened was um, if I can take you through what, what what happened. We won the first game, we won the second game, third game. I'm thinking to myself, this bugger's going to call a cattle dog. I guarantee <laughs> it. So I had to visualise in my in my preparation for the game because you just can't get up and play the ball and whack anyone. So. Uh, me being a smart front row, I thought the only way you can do throw a punch is in the scrum. And what happened, the play was we got, it was a bit of a turning point. I, I hit the ball up from the tap kick and uh, uh, Clinton O'Brien come flying in from North Queensland Crutches. I, I turned my shoulder and he hit the point of the elbow. He's snoring on the ground. We did a backline play. As being a forward, mate, the winger dropped the ball and I'm thinking, how's good this? The worms were coming out the grass and the trainee yells out, cattle dog, cattle dog. So I've got the scrum. And I said to Joey, mate, the catalogue's on. He goes, you're kidding, mate. I said, mate, I've got it. No drama. I said, I visualised what I was going to do. I said, but I don't know when you're going to have my shoulder hold me around the bum, go loose. And the poor bloke who come on was that Craig Smith from St. George, Illawarra. Oh, yeah. He right. come on, mate, been on the bench. He come in with a loose, you know, just like a little floppy, floppy person, just come on, grabbed onto my side. And I hit him with the straightest right. Actually, it's the only right hand I've ever landed. And it <laughs> hit him flush. But, and the poor bloke then didn't play a minute of the game. But... Uh, I, I just see, I remember Scott punched the crap out of uh, Joey, but you got to remember this. Tommy was a really heavy smoker back then, and he got me in the sheds after the game. And he got me in a bit of a headlock. He goes, oh, I love you, Spud. He said, mate, you did the catalogue for me. I said, Tommy, you're going to get me suspended. He goes, oh, you'll be right, which I was. But the next time I played that bloody uh, um, uh, Craig Smith, he chased me all around the ground, and I grabbed him to the side, and I said, mate, I'm sorry you were the catalogue, but that was part of the game. So, <laughs> so we, Spud, we, uh, we talk about Tommy with all these great stories and he was a hard bugger and he, he loved the biff and the barge and whatever, but what, what sort of a fellow was he uh, apart from, you know, wanting to, to bash all the Queenslanders? Was he, was he, it was great company. I mean, I know him a little bit mm. and so did Sats, but he was great company, wasn't he? Fantastic company, Badge. Um, Mate, you know what camps like. Mate, doesn't have to be playing for Queensland on you. So, well, you just can't wait to get in there and see your room is and, and have the most fans. Back then, it was two 10-day camps. Um, no going back home. We just wanted to stay around. But, Tommy, just with some of his stories, like I can't really say any in, in over on the radio, but you, I know that you guys have heard quite a few of them. Um, but it's, it's just one of these guys who just loved – he just – mate, just loved his sport. You know, he loved what he did. He, was, he wasn't a big man for any young kid out there. Doesn't matter how, how big you are, mate. If you've got the size of a heart and passion, you can do anything in life. Yeah, I, I, I remember when you talk about camps. I, I was always heard years ago the hardest thing about going away to Origin camp was keeping the smile off yeah. your face while you said goodbye to your wife and family. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, this will be tough. This will be hard. Hey, um, did, were you around? And Laurie Daly has told me this story about him at Singo's place, John Singleton's place, who was his great mate and mentor, chasing a goldfish to prove to prove to you just how much uh, New South Wales meant to him. You know that story? <laughs> I've heard bits and pieces about that story. Um, Singo, you know, he's very upset. They talk, I spoke to John Harding and his good mates from Singo. He's like, he's absolutely shattered. Mate, as I was when I heard the news first thing this morning, I, I stood there, I was numb, actually. I think mean, it can't be happening. And then you start, start thinking about memories of, you know, your association with someone like that, and I'm just happy to say I've, I've had him on a journey mm. of my life. Um, it's 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 quite incredible. And since I've actually finished Origin, or as in playing rugby league in the, in 1999, um, every game, state of Origin game, I ring Tom Rodonikus up. He answers the phone with that little croaky voice. He goes, "Hello." I go. 
cattle dog. He goes, oh, I love you, Spud. And every day he said that to everyone. Mate, seriously, every day, I just, that was one of my routines after the finish. Um, he's just one of those, uh, yeah, mate, great memories. He, I mean, he kept the game simple with his game plan too, I've heard, Spud, which he seems to be, he seems to be your, sort, your sort of coach and your sort of guy. <laughs> mate, that's, mate, he was one of the worst coaches ever, but geez, he was good at the party, man. Yeah. <laughs> No, he, uh, he just he just liked um, oh, the, the crowd we had back then. Like we had uh, Jeff Tuvey back then was halfback. We had Joey Johns was hooker. I uh, ended up being uh, the world's best halfback. It just it was just mate. You've got the players there. Um, game time comes easy. Yeah, yeah, no doubt at all. He, one hell of a tough man. He's going to be sadly missed. But before we let you go, we know you're in there uh, working away in your gym, training a few people. Thanks, South Mark. Sydney, right. the big the big story at the moment. Is um is around Adam Reynolds. Uh, where do you stand on his future? Should they sign him or offer him a contract more than one year? I'm a little bit disappointed. It's still dragging along. Uh, what's this kid got to prove? He's captain of the of South Sydney. He uh, he kicks at 85. percent He's um he's going to be picked up by someone, mm-hmm. and he'll come back if he does get another club one day. He might bite him on the bum and, and kick a winning goal. So I don't know what he's done there. Um, I know Wayne. Before he said he was leaving, uh, he wanted to sign him up again, but unfortunately, uh, it hasn't come to fruition. So um, I feel for the young man. He wants to play for his one club, one uh, one person, which would be great to see, but it doesn't look like it at the moment. Yeah, we know how much you love your South Sydney. I did say to Sats this afternoon, back on Tommy, I reckon he, he's seeing this 18th man come in. It's going to be tomorrow night. And he went, I can't stand this anymore. These blokes, fair to come. How many reserves and extra players and interchanges oh. do they want? Because when Tommy was running around, you just stayed on until, you know, you, you, one of your legs fell off and then you might leave the field. Mate, when we played, mate, it was a badge of honour to, to stay on the field, wasn't it? Like how many times we, we uh, sort of get whacked and cut and whatever, bring out the magic sponge and stay on the field. But these days, certainly the game has changed. But... I feel sorry. Um, actually, look out to the guys upstairs. Heaven, you got a you got a wild boy coming up, <laughs> and uh, he's, he's going to create havoc up there in heaven. No doubt, he'll be joining his great mate Arthur Beaton, who yeah. we lost a, a few years ago. Yeah. Spud Carroll, we really appreciate you giving up uh, some time for us on Sports Day to share those stories of uh, your good mate and your former coach Tommy Rodonicus. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, as I said, I've, I've got a gym, but you guys are always on my radio on the way home. So to keep it up, I love hearing your show. Yeah. Thanks, Spud. And mate, anytime you want to call thanks. us. We love you, Spud. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love you too, man. Fair, <laughs> yeah, mate. See ya. See ya. Okay, we better get to a break, Sats. That was uh, fantastic catching up with uh, our mates. But I know he smashes you when you go down there as far as working out in his gym. Honestly, I, I very rarely vomit when I train. But <laughs> Spud brings me to vomit. He's a hard man. He does it with you? Often? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What a champion. Sports Day it is for Kia, uh, the all-new Kia Carnival. Australia's first GUV. When we come back, we'll tell you about the rest of what's going on in the world of sport. This is Sports Day for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Now, I always struggle with this segment, Badge. Now, here with Badge and Sats on Sports Day. Um, win-win. Get odd, odds faster with new Betfair app. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. So uh, win-win is something where one group wins because of a decision and then a second or third party wins also. Is that, is that, is yep. that the way this plays Something out? happens like like this, Sats. Okay, give me an example. The New Zealand-Australia travel bubble yes. is about to open up. April 19? Yeah. I think it is, yeah. So that's that's a – look, already they can 
they can come here, so but the we win can't is go there. For well, the win is for them. New Zealand. New Zealand. The win is... The winners for us, yep. well, I think the big winners for those criminals who've been deported to New Zealand. Now, yep. when they want to sneak back in on a fake passport, yeah. they're not going to have to quarantine for two weeks. Okay. And they'll be back here anyway. It's a so, win. So it's three win-wins. It's a win-win-win. Win-win-win. Yes, no one loses. The airlines, they win? Yes. Yeah. Although I read, uh, I read one, uh, Virgin's not going to have the regular flights initially, not until sort of later in the year, but it'll be a big win for... The other airline. Do you know, my wife's from the South Island, New Zealand. She's already booked her flights to go back for four days. She hasn't seen a mum for two years. Oh, so of course. So it's a win-win there. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a win for you. She'll yeah, be gone yeah. for a couple exactly. of weeks exactly. and she'll be overseeing exactly. the parent. That's uh, a win-win set. Thank you. Thank now you. you got it. Okay. So um, Everyone's a winner. Also, uh, win-win with the, the New Zealand bubble and the Australian bubble is I said to my wife, great, we can go and get the camper van and go around the, the South Island again, thinking – I was original, and no one else was thinking about it. So I got straight online. There's only two hours had been announced. Cost you a fortune. Prices have gone up. Oh, of course. Exponentially. Demand. Yeah. That's not a win-win. That's a win-loss. That's a win-loss. You don't get it. All right. I know. Yeah. Download the new Betfair app and get better odds faster. This autumn carnival, gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. On Sports Day, it's time for the unusual. What? The stupid. What? And the ridiculous. Yes, Scotty Sattler, uh, you've got something you want Oprah to get involved yeah, in? Yeah, I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Adam Fanua Blake saying that if you let all players play Origin, like Kikau and himself and Jason Talmalalo, et cetera, it'll put bums on seats. What? <laughs> How? How big are these stadiums? <laughs> he mustn't he watch our Origin because. Yeah, they usually sell out every year, and it's the, they're the biggest audiences of TV audiences of the year. Even if you go to a place like it's, Perth and Adelaide, still yeah. sold out. We know you want to play. You can't <laughs> stay away, you mob. Okay, um, <laughs> put the push. <laughs> yeah, it's not not for you. It's Queenslanders and New South Welshmen. It's not you. Uh, there's there's been another push for Israel Folau to come back to the NRL. What? There's a full pay dad in the. Uh, the Sydney paper, one of the Sydney papers, saying hashtag let him play. Mm. Mm. Sorry. I think it was signed by one of the the religious lobby groups. So I think it was paid for by mm. one of the lobby groups. Well, mm. anyway, you know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, mean, was, I he's, do. He's not – he doesn't – yeah. Anyway, he won't apologise. He's another person who you love. Mm. Okay. Greg Norman. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's he done? I know. I haven't even said anything, Oprah, but – uh, he acted innocently, of course, after posing a photograph showing the outline of his male appendage, walking his dog a couple of months ago on yeah. Instagram or Facebook, whatever it was. But he's outdone himself this was time. That what it was. I thought he had a dog's toy. <laughs> the attention-seeking habit of posting revealing images has happened again. Over the last 24 hours, he's uploaded a snap of himself standing naked in the shower. No. What? Exactly, Oprah. You oh. may like it. We don't. Oprah doesn't like we it. We don't like it. We don't at all. Mm. Uh, now, after the game, young Sam Walker was asked and said, yes, Joseph Suwali is definitely ready for NRL. What? What else? Well, of course he's going to say that. He's a kid. He's just played his first <laughs> game. He's not going to go, no, nah, no, nah, nah, he's not ready. No, nah, he's only 17. He's a... Of course he's going to yeah, say that. Why would you ask a little bit ordinary, Sam Walker mm. if Joseph Suwali is ready? Yeah. Oprah? What? Exactly. Yeah, I'm with uh, you. Well, just a quick one. Chris Scott on his brother, twin brother Brad, returning to coaching. Of course, Chris is with Geelong and Brad was with North Melbourne. 
Uh, when he was asked if he'd like to see Brad coaching again, Chris, well, he shocked the panel who asked him the question. His response was, no, I wouldn't. It's not a very good job, to be honest. What? Really? What? Did he? he says it's hard work. Oh, I thought he would have said for sure. Come yeah. back. Sports Day for Kia, introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. Coming up next, we're at the last blast. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Yeah, here to wrap it up for the evening. And Badge, uh, one of the forgotten competitions that's going on at the moment uh, with rugby league and AFL being played is the Sheffield Shield. Oh, no, Queensland into the final sets. Yeah. I know about this one. This is next week. They had a draw. I think it was against New South Wales last week. Um, but it means that Queensland hosts the final. Because there was a bit of doubt around. If, if COVID pops up again, we won't be hosting. Yep. They'll, they'll take it to Tassie or somewhere. But... At the moment, hosting the final against New South Wales, it's going to be a, still going to be a tough, one, tough one, though. Now, a lot of the Test players have gone back and played Sheffield Shield, which oh. is great for the. Is in the New South Wales bowling lineup in this? It's amazing. It's Stark, Cummins, Cummins. Hazelwood, and Nathan Lyon. Yeah, or well, it's a Test match lineup, and we're still going it? to give it to them. This is the worst Queensland side in forty years, <laughs> and they're going to win. <laughs> so Nathan Lyon, you two are matchups. Nathan Lyon versus Mitch Swepson. Yeah, yeah, Mitch Swepson came. He's he's, uh, he's come back and bowled really well after injury. Had hey, the Masters. Yeah, underway early Friday. Well, the coverage oh. starts our time tomorrow night. The coverage starts, but that the tee off times don't start till early morning early, Friday morning. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. And, so um, Fox Sports have got their own Masters channel. As well. Beauty. Yeah. Uh, five Aussies, Adam Scott, Mark Leishman, Jason Day, Cameron Smith and Matt Jones. Plenty going on, Badge, today. And I suppose just to finish up, um, our condolences to Tom Rodonigas' family, yes. friends. And he's much loved. Sad, sad news. By everyone. So, uh, yeah, all our condolences go out here from the Sports Day family as well. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. Introducing the all-new Kia Carnival, Australia's first GUV. See you tomorrow night. Bye. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.